everybody. Welcome back to the Ones Ready Podcast. We have Val with us. I appreciate you joining us, Val. Thank you, Peaches. Yeah, man. So, dude, you are a boom operator, yes, right? Yes, I am. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been booming for a little over a year and a half now. I've, I've been loving every minute of it. But most of it was spent in tech school, but it was a great time. A little bit of a fraternity party, so I can't complain. <laughs> Where'd you come from then? Uh, a little bit everywhere, but I claim Tennessee is my home state. I okay. love it out there. Great country. Have you ever heard of us? I have. I have. I've been listening to you guys for about three, four years now, off and on. Uh, I've been, I love all the guys' advice. So what made you want to join the Air Force then? Um, so originally, I went to the Marines. They kind of enticed me with the blues. They looked all nice and fancy. And then my father, who was in the Navy, said, if you go Marines, son, I'm going to Sony. Okay. So I was like, okay. I quite literally Googled what is the best branch. Air Force came up. Okay. What's the hardest job in the Air Force? And that is how I learned about SEER. Okay. So originally I, was, I came in to be a SEER candidate. And I was a Boy Scout growing up. And uh, how I looked at it at first was uh, adult Boy Scouts. That was my initial impression. <laughs> and then I talked to my recruiter about it. He's just like, all right, this is not my field. I'm going to send you off to a developer. He sent me to a developer. I was in development for about nine months. That's when I really fell in love with it. I, he was a, uh, he was a, a, a SEAL, SEAL Team 4 beginning. And then he turned, he joined the Air Force and became a, uh, what was it, a CCT. I know who he is. Yes. Dave Overton. Yeah, Overton. I love Mr. Overton. He, <laughs> he was my mentor. Gotcha. We- yeah. He was my mentor, great guy. He was out, uh, I was doing it out of uh, uh, Nashville, Tennessee. Okay. Going there like, every week, getting my shit stomped. It was great, I'm sorry, I shouldn't be swearing. You're good, you're uh, good. It you're was a, you're uh, in a safe space right here, my man. You're good. Yes, um, yeah, he taught me a lot. Not gonna lie, I was like kind of fit back then, and, but I didn't know how to swim for shit. I remember the very, like, the very first thing he said to me specifically was like, if you really wanna do this, you gotta learn how to swim. Signed up for swim lessons the next day, became a lifeguard just so I could swim more. And for the next nine months, I swim for six days a week for like two to four hours a day, depending on the day. Became really good at it. I love it. Yeah, I bet. That's a lot of swimming. It's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, Overton, him and I, let's see, we spent some time in the pipeline together. If If I'm remembering right, it's been a while for me, but we were definitely in Iraq together during the invasion. Yes, yeah. I think he's mentioned you a couple yep. times. Yeah. So that's good. I'll have to send him a t- we'll have to send him a selfie or something like that after this. So, okay, so that did not work out then since you're boom. It did not. You want to talk about what happened? Um, well, long story short, I was in the, the stock course down at Lackland. I made it all the way out the field, which is the last part of the orientation course. Um, about three days from the end of field, um, very, very long story short, I was hiding an injury. The IDMT caught up with me. They pulled me out, looked at my legs real good. They were all sorts of messed up. Seven months recovery, I was kicked out of the program, but I got extremely lucky and got boom operator. There was a slot open at that exact time and I got it. I don't know who to thank, but I thank God. <laughs> I thank whoever else is looking over me. And I have the opportunity to do it again here in a few months. I'm gonna try, I'm gonna try again and see how the package goes. That's awesome, dude. So. Uh, like stress fractures then? Yeah, stress fractures, bone stress injuries. It was, I'll show you the MRI photo later. It was awful. Man. So I'm glad you bring that up though, because it's, we all try and go through some injuries, but things like that are almost good to highlight. Unless you're like right at the very end, 
then okay, maybe. And I'd be lying if I said that I probably would have done the exact same thing you did. But that IDMT potentially saved you from even longer recovery, even a worse break. And that's, that's good that they were looking out for you. That whole staff down there is incredible, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, I was mad at him for a while, but the doctor told me that, like, based on where the fractures were, um, eventually I probably could have snapped my leg in half with, like, the wrong movement. And I've seen, I don't know if you've seen some of those soccer games where the leg oh, yeah. literally comes in half. That shit shivers down to my core. I was like, okay, maybe I should wait a little bit. So I'm, I'm really glad he did pull me when he did because I, I would have kept going. I said I was going to stop like as soon as I finished stock, maybe finish stick, maybe when I calm down, maybe after I get my parachuting wings. Um, but knowing me, I would have never stopped, and eventually I would have been too far. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was – yeah, he potentially, like, saved my career in the Air Force potentially. Yeah. So I thank him. I mean, because you never know with a nasty break like that you don't know how that's going to shape up. You really don't. No. How it's going to heal, it's bad. So you moved on to Booms. Uh, was that your first choice as, as you were kind of in that medical career class? Um, so it's actually a funny story. I, at that not, point... Not, I'm not setting you up, so if don't, <laughs> don't uh, you know, go anywhere you don't want to go. No, I just... no, no, it's a great story. Um, like, up until that point, all, I, all I've been is Seer. Overton, the biggest thing he taught me was just like, you're either 100% in it or you're not. It's one or the other. There is no number two. So I remember like the day that I was done, I was sitting in like a, 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 a storage unit of some sort waiting on the car to come pick me up. And I was sitting there like, man, I don't know what else to do. I don't know any other jobs. Um, and I just started thinking, it's just like, uh, maybe I could be a cop. I don't know. And then I did the exact same thing I did when I first learned about the Air Force. Like I Googled when I got back. What are the best Air Force jobs? Um, and I, they said air crew is pretty good. So I put all air crew on there. And at the very bottom, I put tactical aircraft maintenance as like a realistic choice. Ironically, none of them were boom operated. It was all like flight engineer and uh, a, a combat engineer, which wasn't even a thing. I didn't look into it high enough, far enough into that. Um, and like, uh, I think a loan master, because that sounded cool. And I remember when I ha they handed me that sticky note, like a week later, it was a very fast turnaround. It said one alpha zero, which it's, it's a one alpha three now, but it's a whole other story. Uh, it said one alpha zero. I was like, oh, yeah, this is an aircrew job. I don't know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so I looked it up, and it said in-flight refueling, a.k.a. boom operator. And I was like, this sounds pretty cool. And I got out to the schoolhouse. Uh, initially, it was a lot of, like, tech school, a lot of, like, monotony, kind of being treated like a kid again from, like, where I was over in Medina. But... I kind of learned to like really fall in love with this job too, which is kind of hard not to. It's a great job, and I, my dad always taught me just appreciate where you're at no matter where you're at. So I did that my absolute best, and now I'm living it up in McDill, trying to do Sear again here pretty soon. Um, that is my SEL lets me. I'm doing a little too well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you shot your shot right there. You called it. That's great. Um, yeah, I mean, all some of the best pictures that are taken are from the boom position in a 135 or a KC-10 or something like that. I mean, it's, you guys have got a pretty awesome job. Oh, yeah. Pretty important too, because nobody can get to where they need to go without you guys air refueling them. So. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. I, the, like, like my um, instructor used to always say, we have the best view in the world, 
but after like 20 flights, you forget to forget about it. So I have it written down in my notebook. The very first page that I've been using for about a year now, it just says, don't forget the view. It's amazing. It's a very important thing for me. And I, I at first, it just applied to the boom window. And then I applied to looking outside the cockpit because I'm in the air. And then I realized I can apply it anywhere. Yep. I apply it all over my life. Like here, I'm here at ATA. An opportunity I never, never knew existed, but I got the opportunity and now I'm a super appreciative of it. I love it. Um, That's a great mentality to have. Yes. Because it translates to everything, not just being a boom, not just being a pilot, not just being a CR specialist. It, it's life, man. That's everything. It really is perspective and appreciation, gratitude. Yes. All great things that you obviously have. You, you're passionate, man. I love it. It's great. Thank you. I appreciate it. That means a lot coming for you. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. It. That's awesome. So I bet, uh, like, so you're doing too well? I'm waiting for karma to hit me like a bus. <laughs> who, well, we'll talk afterwards. I, I'm just curious who your SEL is and, like, if I if I could help, help grease the skids a little bit to get you to come back. Yeah, very, very long story short, I put in the idea and it said that I'm interested in a lead program, which is uh, basically going through the academy. And I wanted to see if it was even possible for someone my age. I'm 22. The cutoff is 23. And he's just like, oh, this is great. But he presented it to the commander, my chain of command. And it's just like, he's like, all right, fill out this package. We'll get you all set up. Yeah. I was like, oh, no. Uh, I don't know if I want to do this yet. This is not something I'm set on. But if I do it, it'll still be a great opportunity. I will enjoy it. No, absolutely, and all, all the best of luck to that. And like I said, if I, I understand, and thank you for the patch. I had to of bring course. That, so. um, but if we if we need to make some phone calls, and we never guarantee anything, right? But um, so say that program, the lead program, the uh, lead. leaders encouraging uh, active duty airmen. I'm I'm butchering that acronym, but long story short, it's sending them straight to the academy, the Air Force Academy, to become an officer. And then if you if you get approved for that and you go be an officer, then what? I was thinking about doing crow if that happens. Which would be the for the statistics, it's like all, all you almost all fighter pilots or USAFA candidate uh, USAFA graduates. I would probably be the only crow crow guy in my entire class. You're not. There's quite a few. There's quite a few, really. Yeah, there's quite a few uh, crow, so tapio, ROTC and academy. Wow. Yep. I didn't know there was a presence in the academy. I, I, oh, yeah. I, I only did like a little bit of Googling. Oh, yeah. There, there's uh, students or cadets that are, going, are interested in it. And then I know that we have a couple at special warfare folks there, a mixture of PJ, CCT, SR, TACI, that are all there as, I guess they're MTLs. I'm not sure what MTLs, MTIs, whatever that, that label is, uh, that are there helping mold future leaders of the Air Force. So, yeah, you'd be in, you'd be in good company. Oh uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, now, now I'm uh, now I'm considering it. Now I'm slightly excited. Yeah, you should. And the problem is, is that you don't know unless you do it. That's true. Right? Maybe it's right for you. Maybe it isn't. But if you don't do it, you may always kind of second guess. Or what if? Yeah. Right? So you, it was awesome, dude. You came in. You gave it your all through development. You gave it your all through the the portion of the pipeline that you went through. And then you're giving it all, and you're crushing it as a boom. Yes, sir. And now you're trying to go be an officer. That's awesome, man. Like, you should be happy about that. And I think you are. I am. Because, like I said, you got a great freaking attitude about it. So it's awesome. I love it. 
So awesome, man. Well, as a parting kind of shot, since you're you're fairly new in the Air Force, and you know our demographic, you know who we speak to. Yeah. What would be one, two, three pieces of advice that you would give to those folks that are considering it, or maybe on the fence? Okay. The smallest tidbit, get in the pool if you haven't already. You guys harp on that all the time. Yep. <laughs> um, the second tidbit that resonates with me deeply, I'm planning on getting a tattoo about it, is a simple question, three letters, why? What is your why? Why do you want to do it? Uh, for me, I'm still kind of figuring out the picture, I, like, like you said, I have a lot of enthusiasm, I have a lot of drive, I just like to do things because they're hard and I'll do it until I physically fail. Um, but other people, sometimes you really need a why to fall back on. There were times where I, got, I would like think, like I'll be sleep deprived, my hands are bleeding, it's like from sewing so long and stuff like that. Um, and I'll think, like, man, why am I doing this? Why, what is my why? For me, it's a little bit of patriotism. For other people, it's their family. For some people, it's like they had a significant other, like their grandfather or their father who like maybe were, was in the military or a special warfare. It's, you have to find something extremely solid, but you have to know why. You have to know why you're doing it, why you do anything. That It, it gets a little bit, uh, what's the word, spiritual, but why you do anything, but specifically, why are you doing this? That's a big thing for me. Nope. That's great. I think that's good advice. And I think for me, like I try and get out of, get something out of every one of these sit downs that we do. But for me, I, I appreciate you reminding me to enjoy the view. Enjoy the view. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate you Thanks coming on. We're out here.